Welcome back to Torah Imech Anach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz, and today we will be studying Kapitol Yorchas, Chapter 18 of Tehillim. This is, unlike the previous chapters that we have studied, a very lengthy chapter. There are non Aleph Psukim, 51 Psukim long in this chapter. So, due to time constraints of the structure of the OU Women's Initiative Nachio Mishir, we cannot go through every Pasuk. I will be giving you, of course, an overview of the Psukim, an overview of the theme, and then we will focus on one specific aspect of this chapter. So, the introduction to the Steindot's Ktuvim tells us about chapter 18 that this is a hymn of thanksgiving by David to God, replete with imagery of God's might. And when you go through the chapter, that's really what it is, is a description of the might of the Ribbono Sha'olam. Lam Natsayach la'aver Hashem David to the conductor, to the servant of Hashem, to David. Steinzelt's Ktuvim notes on the word Lam Natsayach to the chief musician, musician or to the conductor. The heading of chapter 18, which designates its theme and content, tells us, quote, it was not composed in David's youth, but rather it was a composed in a period of his life when he was at the peak of his power, securely occupying his throne. Thus, he was able to summarize his life achievements with optimism. Specifically, as you will hear, Shaul is mentioned here because he is he who presented the greatest danger to David's life, and therefore the confrontation with him overshadowed other events that took place subsequently, and King David's salvation um, and his thanks to God and, th- and his description of God's might for that salvation is really what is described in this capital. So, Lam Natsayach to the conductor, the Avad Hashem, the David, to the servant Hashem, to David. Asher Dibra la Hashem is Divrei Hashira Hazos, that he spoke to Hashem the words of this song. So, just like after Kriyas Yamsuf, the Jews were saved and they sang. Az Yashir, so too King David sings a song of a psalm of thanks, a hymn of thanksgiving to God. On the day when Hashem saved him from the palm of all of his enemies, and from the hands of Shaul, and he said, Interestingly, I love you. The Lord is my strength. Now you might be hearing that word and you think, hmm, that is the root word for mercy. Why are we translating as love? The Steinjotz Ketuvim points out that Rachamu means love in Aramaic, which is something very familiar to me because if you look throughout Chumash, anytime you have a description of love, Vayahav Yaakov et Rachel, the Aramaic um, interpretation of the word love is the root Reishches Mem, which really tells you that to love someone is to be merciful to them. It's a very, very beautiful idea. Um, to love someone in Hebrew from the root word Hey Bet, to give, have, and in Aramaic, reish chasmem is the definition of love. When we have mercy on someone, when we are compassionate, when we have rachmim on somebody else, that truly demonstrates our love for that person. Vayomer erchamcha Hashem chizki. I love you, Hashem. The Lord is my strength. Steinzeltz Ktuvim says that David expresses his love for God. And now he continues with details, words of praise. Hashem sali umitsudasi umafalti. 
Keli Tsuri Achsub Hashem is my rock, Hashem is my fortress, Hashem is my rescuer, he is my rock, and who I take refuge, Magini, he is my shield, Vekaren Yishi, the horn of my salvation, Miskavi, he is my fortress. So King David is describing how all these imageries of Hashem being his rock, his salvation, his fortress, in him he can take refuge. Mhulal Akra Hashem, Umin Avai I call him praise of the Lord, I am delivered, I am saved from my enemies, even when bands of death surround me, even when the cords of death were wrapped around me and floods of wickedness terrified me, the cords of the Sha'al, the netherworld, surrounded me. Muni Mavis, traps of death preceded me. And what does King David say? I don't give up. In my distress, I call out to Hashem. To my God, I call out. This is something we described in the previous chapter, this idea, this imagery of calling out to Hashem and Hashem hearing our voices, our, our stated prayer and our unstated prayer. My Sha'ava, my hysterical outcry comes in his ears. Now we come to Pasuk Ches. Pasuk Ches is, uh, changes the theme. The introduction here is telling us how David uh, found cords of death surrounding him, cords of the Sha'ol surrounding him, his enemies surrounding him, but he called out and Hashem saved him. Now we have a very lengthy dissertation by King David of the might and the power of God. Different imageries, beginning from Pasuk Ches, of how powerful the Ribbon Sha'olam is. I'll tell you some of the Pesukim in English. The earth shook and quaked, foundations of mountains trembled, shaken because of his anger. Smoke arose from his nostrils, a consuming fire from his mouth. He bent the heavens and he came down, a dense cloud beneath his feet. He mounted a cherub, the Kruvim are... um, some of the beings that hold up the kisei are covered. He mounted a cherub and he flew. He engulfed his secret places in darkness, his sheltered surroundings, the darkness of water, the clouds of the sky, the radiance before him, hail and calls of fire passed through his clouds. Verse 14, The Lord thundered in the heavens, the voice of the Most High spewing forth hail and calls of fire. He shot arrows, he dispersed them, bolts of lightning confused them, streams of water appeared, the foundations of the world were laid bare. So you see a lot of imagery. Uh, King David continues that you rebuke, Lord, the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He drew me out of surging waters. He rescued me from my mighty enemy. Um, a lot of imagery about um, natural images about which God controls. And from the strength of these natural images, we have an idea of the strength of the Rebbe Shalom, who is, of course, the creator of all. I'm skipping to the end of the capital. Again, it's 51 second long. We can't possibly go through the entire chapter together um, in today's year. Let's go all the way to the end. Pasuk Mem Zayin. Chai Hashem, he, Hashem lives, which is also an oath. Chai Hashem, Uvaruch Tzuri, and blessed is my rock. The Yarum Elokei Yeshi, exalted be the God of my salvation. Hakal Hanosi Nekamosi, Hashem, who gives vengeance for me against my enemies. Ve'edaber Amim Tachtai, nations speak under me. Mefalti me'oyve, Hashem rescues me from my enemies. Afmin Kamai Tiromeni, even those who stand up against me. Hashem raises me over them. Me'ish Hamas. Tatsileni, from a man of violence, Hashem saves me. Therefore, Hashem, I will thank you amongst the nations, and to your name I will sing. And I want to talk about the last pasuk in the capital, which is pasuk nun aleph. Magdil Yeshuos 
Malkova Osechasa Demshicho the Davil Zaro Adalama. This of course should sound very familiar to to you. This should sound very familiar to you because it is recited towards the end of what we know Birkas Hamazon and the final Harachaman. Arachaman who use a kenuli mosa mashuch ulchayom haba may the merciful one make us worthy to see the days of the Messiah may be immediately and in our days and life in the world to come. And then what are we saying? Benching Magdal on during the weekdays. Yeshua Smalko the Ose Chesed Demshicho the Davidu Zaro Aralam. This is a direct quote from chapter 18 of Tehillim, verse 51. He who grants great victories and shows kindness to the anointed one, David and his descendants forever. And then, of course, in Benjamin, we continue with So here we have the one of the fine psukim that is included as part of the Birkat Hamazon in this chapter. I want to talk for a few minutes about the blessing of Birkat Hamazon. It is um, the only uh, mitzvah de oraisa. There are two mitzvahs de oraisa, one before learning Torah, Havugudala um, Kenu, and one after eating a meal. In uh, Sefer Devarim, Paraches Pasuk Yud, we are told that Vesavatu Veirachtus Shemal Kecha Alarzatova Asher Nason Lach. I want to quote from Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav, totally different Sefer than what we quoted yesterday, and this is from the Sefer called Blessings and Thanksgiving, Reflections on the Sitter and the Synagogue. Again, Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, Blessings and Thanksgiving, Reflections on the Sitter and Synagogue. And he brings us a beautiful lesson here that teaches us about the theme of Birkas Hamazon. He begins by quoting the Rambam. Rav Salvechuk quotes the Rambam, and he says, there is a positive commandment in this section, in Hilchus Brachos, which is to bless the great and holy name, Hashem HaGadol HaKadosh, after eating. An explanation of this commandment appears in the following chapters. Now, the brisker method of learning is to be very, very medactic with every word of the Rabbah, extremely exacting with every word of the Rabbah. The Rav wants to analyze why Raimonides writes that the one positive commandment to bless the great and holy name after eating, why here the Rabbah refers to Yibonsh Omas Hashem HaGadol VeHaKadosh. Why does the Rambam choose those ta'arim, those descriptions, to refer to Hashem in juxtaposition to in um linking Birkas Hamazon with Hashem HaGadol HaKadosh, Hashem who is great and who is holy. He selects attributes related to the nature of the subject discussed, says Rav Salvechik. Why, in reference to Birkat Hamazon, does he use the attributes Gadol and Kadosh? So what does Birkas Hamazon have to do with HaKel HaGadol HaKadosh? Okay. In Kabbalistic terminology, says the Rav, the word Gedula is replaced with the word Chesed, loving kindness. In Kabbalistic terminology, Gedula equals chesed. They are synonyms. Greatness is loving kindness. Gadol does not mean might. Chazal understood greatness rather, not in physical terms, but in terms of morality. So acts of loving kindness, chesed, are acts of gedula. So one aspect or attribute by which we describe God in regard to Berkas Hamazon is gedula, which is synonymous with chesed, greatness synonymous with loving kindness. And the other term that the rabbi uses is kadosh, Kadosh is holiness. And what is Kadosh? Kadosh refers to retreat or tzimtzum. God is in hiding and needs to be found in transcendental recesses. With regard to man, tzimtzum, contraction, means the ability to withdraw when one expects to derive pleasure and happiness, but knows that by engaging in the action of tzimtzum withdrawal, he will elevate himself ethically, 
holy in, in holiness and morality, man retreats, withdraws, and restrains himself. That's Kedusha. So the Rav says that Birkos HaMazun is symbolized in these two attributes. One, in Gedula, which is synonymous with Chasad, and two, in Kedusha, which is synonymous with Tzimtzum, retreat or withdrawal, pulling back from something that I want and not engaging in something that I want. The Jewish concept of having a meal, says Rav Salvechik, was determined by these two ethical principles. The first principle of a Jewish meal is chasad. There is no su'uda without breaking bread with someone else. The Gemara Masachas Tainis tells us Rav Huna would open the door at every meal and say, whoever is in need, come and eat. What we say in the Haggadah on Pesach was the motto of the sages every day. This is emphasized on Yom Tov because one engages in a sumptuous meal, but it is really applicable to any meal. Every meal should be an act of chasad. He calls chazal pirkei avos. You anim bnei beischa. Let poor be the members of your household. So the first aspect of a Jewish meal is the aspect of gevura. Gevura is not physical. My gevura means chasad, acts of loving kindness. We enjoy others. We invite others to enjoy our meal. The second principle, which guides us in enjoying food, says Rav Salvechik, is kedusha, sacrificial action, which is synonymous with tzimtzum. The ability to withdraw from forbidden food, to discriminate, resist temptation. Man is elevated in holiness by the ability to withdraw at the moment when withdrawal is not desirous. So, for example, somebody really wants to eat a cheeseburger. I'm not necessarily saying anyone listening to this year, but it could be, you don't know. And at the moment that they desire so strongly, I'm not talking about vegan cheese and a plant-based burger, a real cheeseburger. And the minute they desire to eat that cheeseburger, they withdraw from their physical desire may withhold themselves from fulfilling that desire they have engaged in an act of symptom withdrawal contraction and kadusha they've just elevated themselves somebody eats steak and then she wants to eat a delicious hagen das ice cream bar and i'm not talking about fake meat or a part of cheese real steak and a real hagen das ice cream in the same bite she did the meat still between her teeth and she wants the dairy and she doesn't she withdraws she was mitsam same she elevates herself Says of Salvechik, therefore, Kedusha, sacrificial action, the ability to withdraw from forbidden food, elevates us. One expects to derive pleasure and happiness from something, but at the same moment, he engages in action of symptom. That's Kedusha. So what are the two aspects of any meal? Says the Rambam, there's a great positive, there's one positive commandment in the section of Hilchos Brachos one positive biblical commandment in the section of Hilchus Brachos, which is to bless the great and holy name, Hashem HaGadol VaHakadosh, after eating. And then the, Ra, the Rav is explaining why Hashem's To'arim are HaGadol VaHakadosh, specifically in regard to eating. Gadol is synonymous with Chesed. Grain is synonymous with acts of loving kindness, invite others to share your meal. And Kedusha is synonymous with Tzimtzum, being mitzamtzim, contracting from what you desire and withholding. Concludes of Salvechik, it is interesting how with only two words, Gadol and Kadosh, the Rambam formulates a whole philosophy of eating. To a Jew, a meal is not just eating, it is not just responding to some physiological, physical drive, it is much more than that. It is an ethical performance, which must be based upon two basic principles. Gedula slash chasad on the one hand, and kedusha slash symptom 
on the other end. Every time we sit down to eat, we should keep these two things in mind. And then we sit down and we bless the Rebbe Shalom. The Rebbe Shalom who gave us the ability to do chesed with others. And the Rebbe Shalom who blessed us with the charge to be holy. Through that Kedusha and Simtum, we elevate ourselves. We elevate all those around us and we elevate our table. Magdil Yeshu Os Malkov Osechesed Lemshicho Ledavid Uzaro Ad Olam. He grants victories and shows kindness to the Anointed One, David and his descendants, forever. We should be zochet to see the ultimate Yisakenu, the Mosa Mashiach, or the Chaye Olam Haba. I thank you for learning with me the Zechon Nishma Sonia Finkelstein, Chana Sarah Bechaim Leib, Allah HaShalom. I look forward to continuing our learning tomorrow, and I wish you all a wonderful day. Thank you and call to all.